Hi everyone! Welcome to The 20s Project, a podcast where we, as HEC Paris students, gather people in their 20s and talk about their life stories. Hey, I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Christina. Get ready to discover career growth, self-development, and the adventures of studying abroad. So we're back today with two very important guests. So Emile and Fayette, how are you guys? Fine, thank you. And yeah, doing great also. Perfect. Thanks for having us. So we're really happy with Jackie because so we already discussed finance a little bit, but so we wanted to dive deeper into specific areas of finance and also learn, of course, from Emile Fayette's experience already within the industry. Uh, so perhaps before we dive a little deeper into everything that we want to touch upon, can you guys quickly introduce yourselves, where you come from, and what you're currently studying now at HEC? I'm Emile. I'm uh, enrolled in the Master in Management of uh, HEC Paris. Uh, previously, I've done a double degree in uh, finance at uh, La Sorbonne, which was called uh, Magister Finance and Master of Science uh, Financial Engineering. And I've done also a Bachelor of Management. So I'm Fayed, I'm in the same program as Emil doing the Master in Management. Um, so did a bachelor's in economics previously, but in the south at Montpellier. Then I worked at a startup that got acquired by a corporate, and also I had uh, like a community around uh, finance that I'll probably tell afterwards. So uh, since we already talked about like very general finance in the previous episode, Thanks. we do know that you two have specific areas in finance that you're both interested in. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, could you please give us a very brief overview of what are the different areas in finance? and just like for our audience to understand what are the, what is what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole picture. Uh, so I think there are two main uh, areas of finance. The first one being corporate finance and the other one financial markets. Uh, there is a little uh, in between also for, uh, for example, ECM or DCM. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the major two uh, areas are corporate finance and financial markets. Yep, exactly. Um, from what I see, I guess, um, coming from business schools, most of the people tends to go into yeah. corporate finance. <laughs> so there's multiple verticals inside also corporate finance, so being venture capital, private equity, mm -hmm. investment banking. I think now we have a clear overview. Um, and so, of course, we already talked a bit, and um, I think you have a pro like both profiles. You've, you've always been pretty interested in finance. Uh, is there a specific reason why you decided to do the Master in Management instead of the Master in Finance here at HEC? Um, for me, the choice was between more excessive uh, entrepreneur and uh, the MIM. The reason being, I wanted to do venture capital joining joining here, and I felt like doing MS in finance it was way more technical from from the job standpoint. So it was in between both. But what I felt like MIM had a better opportunities to do like a gap year at first, but also better network because it's the most famous program at HSC. Um, recognized in around whole Europe, I guess. Uh, for me, I, I recognize uh, myself a little bit uh, into what Faya said. Um, the master in management, it was more like to discover uh, new things that I didn't uh, discover before because I had like a really financial uh, uh, academic background and I wanted to broaden my knowledge a little bit, like doing marketing, etc., even though it's not particularly what I want to do after, but uh, yeah. And then have also the possibility to do a gap here uh, in between. So that's the reason. So as you guys mentioned, you already had some internship experiences in the financial sector. Can you give us some more information on exactly what you were doing? And if you want to mention a company, of course, go on. If, if not, that's also uh, for you to, to keep. Okay. 
Well, um, for me, I I started my own uh, business around high school, so I was always working on part time around my studies. So I launched like three projects around since high school, then in undergrad. Um, afterwards, I did like a internship last year at a corporate, which got acquired by this uh, big company. So inside, it was still startup vibes, but acquired by big thing. And otherwise, since um, the COVID, I also had a community online where I had like. 200 users, um, especially on venture capital. That's why I got interested in it. So we just mostly students and also some professionals, like analysts, associates, so discussing about uh, recent trends, uh, fundraising situations and everything. Um, yeah, so that's how I got introduced a bit more on venture, um, given that I was always an entrepreneurship area. So for me, it made sense to interest in how do you raise money, even though I never raised money before. So yeah, that's how I got started, I guess. Uh, for me, I did uh, an audit internship uh, at Deloitte, which is a, a big four company. Um, and then I did uh, an internship in a French consulting firm uh, within its uh, financial markets activity, even though I want to pursue a career in corporate finance. I thought it was quite interesting to see also the other side of finance. And uh, yeah, that's the two major experiences related to finance that I have. Um, so you both have totally different pathways. <laughs> I would say Fayed going for venture capital, yeah. startups, entrepreneurship, and Amelia going for more like corporate finance yeah. side. Yeah. Um, but coming back to the core value of finance, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what are the main reasons that you decided to go further into finance instead of, for example, entrepreneurship yeah. or something else like consulting that you've done okay. before? Uh, I think uh, the ID first uh, was be because like finance is very uh, scientific sometimes and I wanted to I wanted to pursue a career in finance because I think it's uh, quite useful and uh, you can like uh, manipulate some uh, data etc and I want to have uh, in my job in my future job some data to manipulate and at the same time being really like uh, business and strategic also um, concerning the consulting part um, I think this is not enough concrete for me um, because like you're always out of projects. You just like say your vision and sell your vision to the clients and um, yeah, advise your clients on uh, different topics, but you're not, uh, you do not execute the project. And I think it's the reason why I want to pursue a career in finance and in corporate finance rather than in consulting. Um, well, for me, the decision was that um I didn't want to, currently I'm obviously applying for internships like everyone, but the, uh, what I find different about venture capital from the um, like traditional finance background is that um, you are still working with entrepreneurs, um, you're helping them raise money, or also advising them through initiations, so st from the start of the project till sometimes till they exit, so they're selling their companies or sometimes they're doing IPOs, so introducing to public markets. Um, so you're on the journey, I guess you're advising. Um, on the flip side, I guess it's uh, for me doing all these projects, I feel like I'd be better on, I have a better sense of uh, what maybe will work with dozens. Um, I'm more keen on working in this area than rather than maybe starting another project, um, working through the guides, so I guess. Uh, 
Probably I'd say it's probably uh, taking the easier path then because company, <laughs> company building is extremely easy. <laughs> yeah. um, did, did you know anyone that uh, eased your way into finance? Because mm. of course, for some people that don't really know finance, it's difficult to uh, really get a strong interest. Um, yeah. So I don't know, did you have a mentor, someone in your family that you know was working in, in the specific sector that you could learn from or inspired you? Yeah. Uh, for me, not really. Um, what got me into it is probably me being too much on the internet. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was always talking to people, meeting people in everyone. And actually, I met like bankers before. So bankers oh, wow. from like working on the private equity or even like pure investment banking. And uh, what I... I What I knew is that I didn't want to really dedicate my time in this area. I didn't really like the structure part. I guess it's because um, I like to do multiple things at the same time. I like to... Somewhat I like being a non-structure, I guess, in life. Uh, so I felt, I felt like it wasn't for me. And then uh, venture capital was something I heard from people and everything. But then I dived into it. I was reading, listening to podcasts, um, and also I got opportunity to talk to people. So and ca also coming to SUC, I have organized like multiple events from the beginning of years where I'm interviewing like partners from funds, getting to know them. And for now, yeah, it seems like something I'd probably enjoy. Uh, just to follow up, yeah. is there one sentence or is there one event or yeah. one person who said something that mm. really triggered you to go deeper or like really go into VC? Hmm. I don't think there's one event that uh, triggered me, but it's just uh, falling up on up. events. Yeah, exactly. Because um, the thing is, it's always near. It's always near entrepreneurship, and I'll, from what I was reading, I was really into it, and yeah, and also meeting people. I feel like these are the guys I I want to be like, and <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's how it worked out. Uh, personally, I did not, and I have no uh, people uh, working in finance in my family, uh, but I have several friends that are currently working uh, in uh, corporate finance, and uh, it's more like talking to them. They are like three years uh, above us, so they like already done careers and uh, internships, etc., related to corporate finance. So I inspired myself a little bit with that um, career, but uh, yeah. It's super interesting because you mentioned that you don't have, um, you know, loved ones that, mm -hmm, you know, yeah. were working in finance. But at the same time, right after the baccalaureate, you decided to study finance. Yeah. Uh, why did you decide to study finance first instead of perhaps like a more like broader bachelor's degree yeah. elsewhere? Actually, my bachelor was like a bachelor in financial management. So it was a little bit broader than mm -hmm. what I uh, did uh, after it. But I, I didn't know exactly at At the, at the time what I wanted to do so it's it was more like a choice uh, I wanted to keep working on the uh, numbers etc and it was the most obvious choice and uh, a lot of, of a friend of mine were doing that so and then you probably also keep your options open because with numbers yeah of course yeah of course because with a, a bachelor of management actually you can do uh, quite uh, everything after mm -hmm. so um, for people who have never done VC or corporate finance mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're definitely also super curious about like what it's like in uh, working in VC or corporate finance. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell, is yeah. there something that you find most surprising that you didn't expect before doing corporate finance or VC? 
that you think is worth sharing to people? Um, I'll go first. I guess um, for, for, um, at first I thought it was, a, well, as I was saying, it, it was like a super easy job. So you're finding uh, uh, companies who invest in, you're just sending the tickets and uh, you're done. But there's a lot to it. Um, there's a big competition in, inside the funds. From what I from what I've seen uh, so far, many students and many people uh, wanting to get in the industry would probably just apply to just a few funds and be like, okay, I'll get into the uh, the game. But it it's more, way more broader than that. Um, experience in one fund is really different from another. You want to be in certain kind of funds and not another. And yeah, there's many 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 levels to it which uh, from the outside you probably don't realize and you're like, okay, I'm just doing VC, but it's, there's many steps to it. And that's what I found really interesting. So that's why also I wouldn't really recommend people going in directly into VC from the get-go, um, mm-hmm. doing maybe other internships or trying to break in some of these uh, type of funds that I'm talking about, like we call it in VC jargon, like tier one funds or mm-hmm. or they are multi, multiple steps. So like getting in the top funds, because that's why you're going to see the, the whole game. You're going to be exposed to the best people. So I guess that's the thing. Um, so from what you're saying, you mean like you should first identify which sector or which industry you might be interested in and then connect to the funds that are specifically working in that industry or um not really the 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 challenge with the vc is that there's so many funds in paris or even in europe everywhere in the world obviously the best funds are in at silicon valley um the, we can name them like founders fund sequoia and recent Horowitz. But it's extremely hard to get in those funds. It's like only people at Silicon Valley. In in Europe, you got multiples. You got Balderton, Index Ventures. Um, at Paris, you got Daphne, Selena, uh, and all these funds. But the challenge with this is that they don't really hire juniors, so it's extremely hard to get in from at the junior standpoint. So you you have to get experience elsewhere. Not necessarily like in a certain sector. Well, you can probably, but um, from what I see, is the better thing is you either going to like. Uh, work in a company, uh, let's say a high growth company, uh, something like I don't know Alan or uh, Content Square, Vistia Collective, something like that. Then you join as a senior, or if not, you do like investment banking or consulting, and then I also join as a senior. Uh, for me, uh, one thing in particular that surprised me uh, is the variety of jobs possible in corporate finance. Like in high school, I thought uh, about corporate finance like the financial direction in uh, big uh, French groups such as LVMH etc and when I started doing like research etc on different internships offer I realized that this was like huge and uh, the other thing is more like on a personal aspect when I was younger I I always wanted to work in like big groups etc and after doing my internship at Deloitte which is a huge company Mm -hmm. I realized that I was not that into it and uh I, I, that's why I recognize also in the, um, what Fayed is saying with the VC. I think it's more like uh, human-centered and uh, I prefer it now. Um, and so in that sense, you know, building upon your experiences yeah. and also what you know about uh, the financial sector, mm-hmm. uh, are there specific skills that you have been able to notice within your different colleagues, things mm-hmm. that people who would be interested in diving deeper into finance should be working on? I think um, the organization, even though you, you said that it was not, you're not that structured, etc. I think the organization yeah, is, is key. Important, yes. um, the adaptability also, like um, sometimes you work on different uh, clients 
for different clients and you have to be organized as much as possible. A senior contacted you, contact you to say, oh, you should work on this mission, you should have me on this mission, even though you already have like four missions to, to work on. So I think the key yeah, is to be as much, as, uh, as much organized as possible and to, yeah, to know how to work under pressure. But I think it's uh, not that difficult. You learn how to work under pressure. Uh, no one uh, uh, is born uh, knowing how to work under pressure, but um, it's the experience that uh, you have. But uh, yeah. Well, uh, for me, uh, I can add a bit more. Well, f from the VC <laughs> side, I, but well, obviously, interviewing all these partners and also organizing this VC bootcamp. Um, what I've learned so far is, yes, obviously you need to be a bit organized because you're doing many things, so you have to structure them, you only have 24 hours in a day. But um, there's also one important thing that's also this thing called serendipity, where you you also have to be like a bit unstructured, where you're trying to explore new things and be open to like, let's say, uh, meet this new guy who pinged you on LinkedIn or on, via email to meet him and just meet new people every time. And sometimes meet also people that, that aren't going into your conviction. You, th you think you, pro you probably wouldn't like uh, be serious uh, with this guy, but also meet this guy just to see... Uh, just to be open to opportunities, I guess. And I feel like that's one of the nuances between uh, VC and also investment banking, where you have this uh, structured life, you're, do, you're doing all this uh, analysis, yeah. doing the Excel sheet, PowerPoint, presenting to the clients. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what both of you mentioned comes yeah. down to the core, like what you said was adaptability. And I mm. think also it's kind of similar to agility. And I think yeah. agility is a very critical skill for yeah. us. Since, you know, nowadays people are assigned to multiple mm. tasks at the same time. Yeah. And also um, at this fast paced working industry and culture, mm. you've always have to keep yourself yeah. very agile to receive new messages and change or um, learn new skills. Exactly. But coming back to this core skill of mm. being agile, how do you cultivate this skill? within yourself? Uh, for me, well, I waste a lot of time consuming contents, reading, <laughs> um, meeting people and everything. Um, from, for what I try to do is this thing called Barbell Law, where I'm trying to like have a, a good structure in, in a manner uh, for the big, big part. Let's say uh, 70, 60 to 70% of my week. Then for the rest, like 30%, I'm like just exploring. So sometimes it's mm. uh, being open, meeting someone, reading uh, new things that I wouldn't have touched and everything. So I try to apply this everywhere where I'm trying to be structured, obviously, but I'm also exploring uh, globally uh, in, in different fields. Yeah. And it's really interesting because you mentioned, you know, like how you keep yourself updated when it comes to different trends within the industry. Mm. Do you have any tips for people so they can discover the world of finance better yeah. and perhaps you know always be on top of things when it comes as you said to the new trends uh, new opportunities within the sector i mean social media nowadays probably helps a lot yeah. uh, you can go to tiktok twitter uh, <laughs> instagram and uh, have the new uh, new things but also as i was as I mentioned previously you have to also balance it with the traditional frameworks hence uh, well it was also my choice to do this MIM program because we're getting this core uh, knowledge. The thing is, I feel like uh, the, the, the problem we have nowadays is we have too much information. Yeah. We mm -hmm. don't lack information. Is that is The thing is, we have so many noises everywhere. So people think they're experts or somewhere from because they were watching this uh, TikTok content or something. Mm -hmm. So you have to balance out both, have the basics, but also try to like explore 
um, be open to like contents everywhere, I guess. Yeah. And also talk to people. Very important. Just reach out to people and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've managed to talk to so many people through just emailing them. Hello, mm-hmm. I'm interested in your career. Um, can you chat for 10 minutes or something? Oh, wow. Do you yeah. have a good response rate? Uh, yeah, extremely, <laughs> uh, extremely good response rate. Oh, I, should, wow. I should do a course on this. I you guess. should. Can you share with us? <laughs> please, please share your messages with us. <laughs> Uh, you just have to be brief. Uh, pro- from what I've seen, many of mm. my friends here, they do. Uh, when they reach out to people, they, they send a terrible long message. Yeah. Nobody have, has time mm. to read a big pavé mm. on, well, uh, I'm doing this thing, etc. Mm. You should be really brief. Um, and people ask for answers and you'll be shocked. And many, at the beginning of year, many of my I was seeing messages of people reaching out. Long messages get they feel like, well, this is stranger guy, he has to know me before he accepts. Well, not really. <laughs> you just shoot him a message and you can do the intro afterwards. Well, if you guys need any tips on networking, please reach out to <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And for you, Emily, do you have like um, any resources that you use particularly? As Fayad said, yeah, social media, but also traditional uh, uh, support. So, yeah, uh, podcasts a lot, yeah. uh, newspapers also. I think it's important also to take time to read newspapers mm-hmm. because it's a more expert point of view. Yeah. So, uh, for example, French newspapers, there is uh, obviously Les Echos, which is very famous, but um, also like uh, uh, financial uh, part of traditional newspapers. Uh, and for the international aspects, you also have the famous one, Financial Times. But um, yeah, I would say also to empathize reading on uh, reading newspapers because it's important also. Mm-hmm. And also as a French uh, people, uh, as French uh, students, to also read uh, international papers and it's, it's interesting to have the other point of view mm-hmm. of the situation uh, because sometimes they agree uh, with the French newspapers, sometimes they, they do not, so it's interesting also. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually talked about networking a lot in our previous episodes mm-hmm. and since you already <laughs> mentioned as well. Yeah. So we all know that networking is important, mentorship is also could yeah. be a very important resource for mm-hmm. us to pivot our career in, in the future. Mm-hmm. Do you already have or do you plan to find a mentor to help guide you through your career path in finance? Well, uh, for me, even joining Ashusik, it was a result of mentorship because mm-hmm. uh, since 2020, I was doing this program called Article 1, Article 1 in English, where I had a mentor who was actually uh, like helping me uh, understand the business school background because uh, my parents didn't go into this area. Mm-hmm. Um, so... She kind of pushed me to, yeah, you should go study, um, get a good degree in, at a good school because there's also matters to it because many people think uh, going to business school is sufficient, but there's uh, obviously target and non-target mm-hmm. differences. So yeah, um, I had a good experience with mentorship and I'm also mentoring students currently, wow. um, but high school students. So yeah, um, I think it's a great way to meet people and also get introduced to because um, my mentor, also she also has introduced me to other people. So you just get to talk to people and yeah, that's the best way to learn new things, I guess. Uh, personally, I did not have a, a mentor, uh, but I think it's a very important thing to have uh, because a mentor can give you insights, etc. that uh, newspapers, as we talked to just before, could not. 
Um, and I would love also to mentor uh, my to mentor people. Coming back to Fayed, because yeah. you mentioned the mentorship you have with the McKinsey senior leader. Do you have any tips or tricks to maintain a good relationship with your mentor so that she or he would be willing to continuously give you the sauce or the, <laughs> the know, sauce, the, the tips, secrets, the little the secrets? secrets. <laughs> Um, I guess it's like a friendship, to see it more as a friendship kind of thing, because uh, I feel like many of my other friends who were also trying this sort of program, they were a bit frustrated because they were treating it as a really professional relationship or they would just reach out when they need an internship or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was like just maybe a friend who is a bit senior, so I was just talking to them quite often, sometimes going to just eat with them, take a coffee, talking about life. And yeah, that's how I kind of created this relationship. And at this point, I have several mentors, (laughs) not just um, just getting introduced to people, I guess. So being really friendly, I guess, to seniors and not really considering us like a, a teacher. And so since we're still in that topic, mm-hmm. uh, for people like Emil, but also other uh, students and young professionals yes. that would like eventually to find a mentor, do you have any tips and tricks for them to approach uh, mm-hmm. more senior professionals and to create this long-lasting mentoring relationship? Um, there's two things. First, um, I think not. there's not much people, or maybe for from my experience, Many people wouldn't want to mentor or do these sort of things. So you have to find the type of people that are willing to do that. So, yeah, you have to, at first you have to somehow find those people. For me, what helped was these sort of uh, societies, as I mentioned. And there's multiple societies, in, at least in France, where they're uh, providing this sort of help, where companies would provide their, uh, well, workers to mentor for like one hour a week or one hour a month sort of thing. So you can probably join these sort of societies and get a mentor. But it still feels like a bit uh, unfriendly way to do so. So for me, I guess, just meeting people uh, when you meet them and try to like reconnect with them and share your passion. And you have to filter through, obviously, you can't just get mentor once you, just you meet at an event. You, <laughs> I don't know, you at the you no, say you meet a, you go to a Goldman Sachs event, you talk to a partner. <laughs> He probably wouldn't become your mentor directly, right? But after going to multiple events or maybe just reaching out to people multiple times, there are probably one or two person that will be willing to like help out. Reach and yeah, I guess it's just a number game at this point. Mm. Interesting. Coming back yeah. to the interest in the sparks mm-hmm. of starting finance, yes. are there questions that you think would be necessary for people to ask themselves before starting a career in finance? Like, what should they clarify in their mind? Yeah. I think the first, the the most uh, important question to ask yeah. is uh, quite simple: is why do I want to work in finance? Yeah. Uh, and I think it's the case for uh, every uh, career you want to pursue. Like, uh, mm-hmm. what are the reasons of uh, that choice? And uh, especially in finance, which is sometimes difficult. Um, I'll I'll go a bit deeper because I have a friend who had a really bad experience. Um, that they, well, I had one of these uh, one of my my friend mentor somewhat who used to work in finance like doing private he did M and A private equity but he completely burned out afterwards and now he's managing like musical agencies so oh, nothing wow. to do with finance yes and it's. 
quite big in the techno scene in Paris also. But um, from what I've understood and me meeting all these people, I guess uh, many people in our positions in business schools tend to go into finance or consulting cause, as, a, as a default path, I guess. Because mm-hmm. uh, you, you're coming into this good school, you feel like, okay, I got this badge, I need a new shiny badge. Mm-hmm. So by mimetic desire, you probably try to go to, uh, yeah, let's, let's go to McKinsey or Goldman. The, the the better question would be like, do I need to do this or should I do it? And is it my sort of passion? I guess it's a good way to pivot into other careers, obviously. But so in this case, you probably sh- shouldn't want, you wouldn't want to stay for that long. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you should really think through. But for internships, I guess it's a good thing because you're just uh, doing it for maybe a three months, six months. Exactly. Jake. It's, yeah. uh, Testing it's not, the waters. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, going into it deeply without really liking it is probably a bit dangerous path, I guess, uh, from mm-hmm. all these people I've seen burnt out. And I've seen multiple people. Wow. <laughs> no, because of course, now that we're on HEC campus, we hear a lot of people interested, especially in M&A, yes. but in finance in general. And it feels like it's just a really trendy attractive mm-hmm. destination uh, for people our age um and it's it's unclear whether they've been able to you know really think it through and ask yeah. themselves you know oh is it for me but then it's not just finance you know there yeah. are plenty of different opportunities within finance so what would be the right choice for me uh but we already discussed it it's it's so important to know yourself to yeah. know exactly what would make you happy and feel fulfilled and then eventually figure it out through internships, mm. as you said. And I, I would like to add also, well, uh, I, I was really skeptical about people talking about uh, work-life balance mm-hmm. and also this thing of, uh, well, uh, company culture. Because I was like, okay, every company talks about company culture. So what's the value here? But it's extremely de- uh, important, even from my previous experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go into places where you're... Obviously, there's a learning curve, so you're not getting bored, you're learning. And, and the second is being around the people you that fits with you. So all these my, things that appears like a bit bullshit are, are quite important to like um, go into a field. So yeah, um, that's also things you should do. You should do a, like analysis before going in or maybe during your internship. Okay, you get that. Yeah, I didn't like it for this and this reason, and always like think through and not just go by because mm-hmm. okay, it's a big company and I need to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, during your internships in the past, yeah. corporate finance or VC, uh, just like you mentioned, work-life balance could or could not be an important issue to either one. Um, but with with your own experience, mm-hmm. is that something that you have been suffering when you were doing your internship? The work-life balance part in finance was that an issue for you for you or was that pretty easy to manage or yeah. how do you value this concept well i didn't directly do a vc internship yet um so to clarify but um from the the problem i i saw was that um i I like to be around ambitious people. It was one of the reasons I spent like two years uh, trying this business school uh, exams to get in a good school. But uh, yeah, uh, from I didn't like being around people that weren't that ambitious. So for me, it's important to be like being around people that are have like really big goals and something. That's just me, I guess. But um, on the flip side, the work-life balance thing is also important as if... Uh, you can you have to know yourself there's many people that can work for a long time um depends on people so you have to like know yourself 
are you the type of people that can do that um, I also as I was saying before uh, I, I know bad experience I also know good experience mm -hmm. I have like friends that are like they're able to go into the gym uh, doing MA. they're in extremely good shape uh, better than many people at <laughs> campus also but they're working till uh, late at night I, I mean you have to know the game I guess yeah, yeah. And I think also um, the corporate finance, we talked about the variety of jobs available in corporate finance. Yeah. And when you ask yourself, okay, what are my limits, etc., in working hours, you can also choose some uh, jobs that do not require to stay late at office, etc. Uh, we talk about M&A, of course, working hours are uh, at, uh, in M&A are quite... Uh, uh, enormous but uh, you also like if you want to work in a financial uh, di direction of a, of a group or also if you want to work uh, in a valuation company etc it's uh, more uh, simple I think actually it comes down to first knowing yourself and then choose your own battlefield mm. like if you know your strength is in this area of finance then perhaps you know that you can do better than others then perhaps work-life balance wouldn't be that much of a difficulty to manage. And if like, it's exactly. a difficulty, it's okay also. Exactly, yes. like, that's exactly. also you your passion change. if yeah. you identify. But I, I would, I, from, in that side, um, I might not agree totally because you never can know yourself at, at a moment of time. For sure. So you have to go, you are continuously just learning and mm. getting to know that's yourself boring. and knowing your uh, advantages and limits. So I guess you have to like constantly just adapt um, and also and yeah, but one thing is you have you always have to I guess think through and that's what I always discuss with my friends uh, etc. Because uh, without thinking through just picking a thing randomly, it's probably a bad recipe uh, yeah, <laughs> and leading you to bad things I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I think it really also depends on your priorities, yes. because when you're young, perhaps you also want to work harder, you want to yeah. improve more. When you're older, for those of you who want to, you know, have, have a family, family yes, children, yeah, then course. perhaps priorities are also completely different. <laughs> yes. um, and something that I also find really interesting, you know, we, we hear a lot of those talks currently about women in specific industries, mm -hmm. you know, and women in finance seems also to be quite a topic. Yes. Uh, from you guys' experience, have you seen a lot of women working in finance? And would you say it's more difficult for women to break into finance? Um, for my personal experience at Deloitte, uh, it was quite gender equal. Uh, equal yeah. yeah, and uh, in the consulting also as well, also uh, gender equal. But I think today it's a great uh, situation for uh, women who wants to work in finance because there there is a lot of events, yeah. uh, women in finance, and it's a good thing mm -hmm. because it's important to work. Uh, with uh, women actually, and uh, it's important. It's important also for women to not uh, reframe themselves and to try finance and at least to know at the at the end if they is like to pursue a career or not. Well, uh, from what I've seen, at least, um, I think traditionally finance was probably a lot of men dominated industry. But uh, as Emil says, um, it has changed a lot in the recent years you can see it by the recent hires different initiatives in the field obviously there's many things that needs to continue to be done yeah. about women rights and also women in senior leadership uh, etc but um, in venture world at least um, there's a lot of people that are getting in now um, yeah but it's a good thing actually I feel like as 
the thing is um you you want to uh, surround yourself with people that are a bit different from you to probably learn and also sometimes uh, get to know yourself um as i was saying um knowing your biases um how you work so different people can probably point this out to you or you can see so it's extremely a good thing to have different people um being exposed to those different people absolutely um, so yeah, I think we have touched a lot about mm -hmm. finance, your work, your past experience, and now we are looking forward okay. into the future. Yes. Um, do you have personally your own dream or aspirations, goals that oh. you want to achieve in the near future? Uh, on a short term for the gap year, I'd love to do an internship abroad, especially in mm -hmm. the United States or in the United Kingdom. Um, but it's, it's difficult because the gap year, at least for the United States, it's quite common, a common thing to do, but uh, in the United Kingdom, it's not at all like you uh, relate to finance, but you have summer internships, but it's mm -hmm. very rare to have like off-cycle internships in the United Kingdom, so it's quite difficult to get one. Um, so that's why my choice would uh, be more like uh, working in the United States, but yeah, that's the short term. Uh, the long term, I don't know exactly uh, today what I want to do, but uh, mm -hmm. for the short term is that. Well, uh, well, a typical finance bro thing, I guess, to work in the UK or US. But uh, yes, um, well, for me, personal aspiration would be to do a double gap year, probably. Oh. So the first part, I plan to get in two internships. And on the second part, the second half, I'll maybe try to go in the US, especially at San Francisco, just to know people, get to get to see the area. Because um, my long-term ambition would be to maybe have my own fund or maybe start my own company, but in the very long term. And in that case, I would probably want to do it in the US. <laughs> very nice. There were also some people, so you know, now currently doing the Master in Finance, yes. they're talking about additional diplomas, like the CFA, yeah. for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, is it something you think is important to consider or is not especially necessary within the industry? What, what would you recommend to someone who's you know, not unsure about it? Yeah, I think it's a great asset to have like uh, additional diplomas because um, the, the competition is rude in finance and it's a way to distinguish yourself from other uh, uh, profiles. Um, uh, and you talked about the CFA. The CFA is more for the financial markets, right? Yes. Um, but yeah, it's a great thing to have. For me, I would say um, it's a, it's a nice to have, but you don't really need it. Yeah. And uh, I guess uh, before I should say, you probably have the badges you need. And at this point, you probably need more experiences. So yeah, yeah um, personally speaking, I think it's better to focus on trying to get good internships, mm -hmm. um, trying to know people, etc., rather than focusing on getting like additional yeah. uh, diplomas. Yeah. Like if you do not have uh, internships at all and you're focusing only on uh, additional diplomas, mm -hmm. it's it doesn't uh, it's not it useful doesn't at all. But um, <laughs> if you like have a really good balanced uh, resume with uh, great internships and mm -hmm. one or two uh, extra diplomas, it's a uh, I think it's a great uh, mm -hmm. asset. Sounds good. Perfect. Thank you very much for your advice. We'll ask you to participate in a little game. Yeah. Uh, okay. So basically, there's this game called We're Not Really Strangers. Okay. Uh, so there are a couple questions uh, that could be more or less personal. Okay. So we'll just shuffle some cards. We'll ask <laughs> sure. you each to just take okay. one, whichever, and then to answer the question. Thank you. Uh, is Do you think the image you have yourself matches the image people see you as? Uh, it's quite a difficult question. Um, I don't know how to answer this question, but I think the most important is to be 
like proud of yourself and to to really uh, know yourself uh, we talked a lot about uh, understanding uh, what I want to do after etc and I think it's the main uh, thing in life and everyone is struggling uh, to really understand what they want to do after etc and uh, what they like so Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The answer is, is I don't know. But um, I'm working on yeah, really uh, being proud of myself, being proud of uh, what I'm doing, not be too like uh, severe with uh, what I can uh, pursue, etc. But that's. I think it's a really uh, interesting, but also really difficult question, as yeah. you said, because eventually you will never truly know what people yeah, think of, of you. You cannot control mm -hmm. what they think of you. Um, but I think, as you said, just being or remaining as authentic mm. and genuine as you can be, and then yes. the people that are meant to be in your life will be mm. around, will you, be yeah. attracted by you know your <laughs> aura, <course>. or <laughs> and if not, and perhaps if not, they're then, not meant to be exactly, there, so. exactly, hundred yeah. percent. Well, um, for me, I got a bit difficult question <laughs> of uh, what are you still trying to prove to yourself? Um, So, uh, obviously a bit annoying question, <laughs> but uh, uh, what I'm, I'm still trying to prove to myself, I guess, is this, uh, well, um, not to be wishy-washy, obviously, coming to big school or going to this big uh, company, but what I would like to do eventually is that, um, well, human, I, I'd like to interest in, like, human nature and everything, because um, one of my jobs being, like, this guy called Peter Thiel, who founded Capel, obviously, um, he was studying under this philosopher called René Girard, who was really into diving into this thing called mimetic desire where you human are tend to get like not unconsciously but unconsciously copy people around themselves so what I'm I would eventually like to do is uh, be more be less enviable of people or maybe less uh, when I see someone like getting something less uh, tending to like get that So be my own self, I guess, eventually. But um, it's a hard thing to do because um, people, everyone tells themselves, well, okay, I'm, I'm not copying anyone, I'm being myself. But being yourself is extremely difficult. So you're constantly Absolutely. like um, absorbed by your environment, yeah. by your friends and family. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But um, you have to be conscious at, at some point. So I'd like to be like more conscious and making better decisions, I guess. So if you have to sum it up... Um, Make better decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying because I feel like I'm not always making the good best decisions. But it's true. It's super difficult, it's and yeah. I love that you said it's difficult to be yourself. It yeah. really is because eventually, I think yeah. especially our generation, we're yeah. judging so mm. much. Yeah. So sometimes it's difficult to be your true and unique self because yeah. what if people don't like it? I mean, obviously you're inspired by everyone around you. It's uh, like it's innovative. But the thing is. Uh, It shouldn't be so much that you're not you feeling un, unsatisfied at some yeah. point, or like we like as we were talking about finance or going into things because uh, people around you are going, so you chase mm -hmm. that shiny thing. You have uh, you have to like really be happy, I guess, uh, to lead a good life. You're perfect. Well, I think that's it for our episode. But thank you so so much, Emil and Fayette, for joining thanks us today. Thanks for having us. It's been a really insightful session. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we'll see you guys in our next episode. That's all for today. Thank Bye. you. Ciao, thank ciao. you guys. Ciao. Bye. We hope you liked this episode. Don't forget to follow and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, we always love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to DM us on our Instagram, The Twenties Project.